That's, That's going to get my nudes. It's a really, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to organize my nudes in that, in that time. Yeah, that could be our cold open right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are recording. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> I'm trying to organize my nudes. <laughs> That's The podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Tom Jones. With me, as always, my good friend with the pirate mustache, Carter Smith. Shalom. That's a beautiful mustache. Thank you. What wax did you go with? So actually, so I had real on quick because Darren's going to upset. <laughs> That's right. Well, he asked the question. I, I asked the question. You know, hey, what's introduce us both and then? Oh, all right, and uh, Darren Caldwell. I'm here. Mm. You're here. Still here. Still here. Still Darren here. hasn't left the studio. <laughs> I'm trying, since Jennifer. Last. <laughs> I'm trying, Jennifer. Very good. He hasn't left the studio since Christmas. <laughs> Dude, true. It's, it's actually true. fairly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the sun today, and that was nice. And then I came back inside. <laughs> It's like it's like government and post house arrest right now, man. That's right. Government, and that's exactly what it is. What'd you do today? I was forced to stay at home. I read a lot of articles on my news app. Yeah, feel pretty informed. Buzzfeed had some good stuff. Very good. I saw ten pictures that reminded me of crazy things from my childhood. That reminded me yeah. I knew I was a child of the nineties. Right. Yeah. Songs in junior high that I would never forget. Mbop. So this is, I was looking, I was uh, looking for some mustache waxes and I settled on some, some wax called death grip because some of the reviews I saw for some of the standard stuff says, oh, it doesn't hold all day. Your mustache will be in shambles by lunchtime. Yada, yada. Terrible. So I thought, Terrible. I'll go with this death grip stuff, but I ended up not ordering it because I remembered I still had some pomade, some firm hold pomade mm-hmm. by Suavecito. Ooh. So I thought, man, that's worth a shot. Put it in. Put this in at like three this afternoon. Damn, that's it's holding. Good. It's got good curl. You uh, you feel Looks more nice. suave with that? Indeed. I do. Nice. Yep. So... Well, it's good. Well, we got a fun episode tonight. Lots of NBA talk, Black Panther conversation. Utah Jazz on a roll. But first. Did we just have like a legit intro? Something like that. I don't know if you'd say legit. Heat check. Is anything we do legit? No. This is all legit. <laughs> too legit. It's too legit. Yep. Ugh. There, there we are. Hmm. <laughs> Coffee you know, hasn't I'll, checked in yet. 
All a quarterback can do is throw the ball. <laughs> he can't catch the pass. I'm just trying to pull open our show notes because... Well, at least one quarterback can't catch a pass. Tom Brady. <laughs> he can't catch a pass. What am I looking at here? And that's about it for our Super Bowl talk, guys. <laughs> oh. Carter hey, well, is, uh, meanwhile, hey, <laughs> checking hey, out hey, his phone. Hey, guys, over here. Are we here? <laughs> so, Tom, how was your weekend? <laughs> all right, I'll go heat check. Here we go. Let me talk about this. I'm enjoying this coffee Mike's too Mike's all yours. Mike's all mine. James Harden is a bad man. Now, listen, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about him. He's whack. He travels. He takes like five steps, and they don't call it at all. He gets to the free throw line like 50 times a game, and it's ridiculous, and it's bad basketball. Here's a crazy stat that you may or may not have seen today. He has scored his last 263 points, accumulative over five games. All of them are unassisted points. Oh, my gosh. Not a single one of those points came from the pass of somebody else. That is Kobe mentality. He I've hasn't had it. an assisted score in five games. <laughs> And in those times, this is just off the top of my head, he scored 50, I think, twice, 60 once, mm-hmm. and, you know, probably 35-plus those other two times. Yeah. All by himself. That's hero ball. That, so that's the definition he, of hero ball. From three hero balls to another, <laughs> we respect. take off our, yeah, respect. We're putting some respect on that name. So here's some stats in those last five games. This is amazing. He averaged 17 three-point attempts a game. 17 three-point <laughs> attempts a game he was shooting. Even Curry's embarrassed by that. 15 field goals, 17 free throw attempts. He hit 15 a game. He's, he's shooting 17 free throw attempts a game. That's got to be more than the Jazz take a game. You know what his plus minus is on those five games? It's not that good. It's like a minus five or something like no, that. No, it's actually right? pretty good. It's a four point eight, so it's, it's decent. Oh, like average. It's average. It's five. Yeah, but in some of those games, it was negative. So even though he's balling out, his team he still sucks while he's on the floor. Four, well, that's four, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I know we've texted about this. This is what is it? Oh six, oh five, Kobe. Right. When he had Smush Parker and Rafe LaFrance and you know rookie Andrew Bynum. Or whoever it was on the team. He averaged, what was it, 40 for a whole month of January or yeah, February he, or something like he, that. I think has the record for most 40-point games in a row. Right. And uh, That was fun. And he, was, he averaged 35 points a game. He dominated everything because he had to. He had no other option. No. And that's kind of where the Rockets are at. He is their only decent player right now with Chris Paul out. So, mm-hmm. I mean. So, so what does this do in the playoffs? I mean. Uh, nothing. That's, they get they get taken out in the playoffs. That's what I. Happen. That's my assumption as well. That's because what I'm hoping he, happens. If he, anyway. That's all you need to do is lock him up for a seven game series. You would need to probably trap him some type somehow at half court. Try to get the ball out of his hands and let PJ Tucker and whoever whatever else they have on the wings beat you. Oh yeah, when you've got Austin a, Rivers. Yeah, yeah. So you let those guys try to go for thirty, mm-hmm. which isn't going to happen, and and you'll win. Well, and Harden will still get his, but yeah, I just it's 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 just funny because it's all well and good for the regular season. Oh, it's amazing, you know. And you watch the highlights; like the dude is silky smooth. His crossover to Jay is nice. It's way nice, but 
Oh yeah, no, it's amazing he, that he's done all that by himself without getting an assist. And what's funny is is there a uh, is there a better team to that? Well, a, a team more suitable to have uh, Carmelo Anthony on than this. A team that can literally let your guy go for fifty a game without getting a pass is a team that is built for Carmelo. The guy they just traded for nothing just to get him off the team. Bag of chips. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like a dude who's not even in the NBA. Yeah. Will never be in the NBA. And and if he is, he will hurt whatever team he's on. But literally this is like the absolute best scenario that he could have had is a team that embraced nineties ISO ball. Yeah. That's who Carmelo is. And yet he couldn't find a, a fit on this team. And I man, I I we're again texting about that. Harden is going full Kobe. Except Kobe succeeded in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see and, what he does. Uh, I th- I think you're right. He'll Carter like it probably won't translate well into the playoffs. I think teams will just trap him. They'll get the ball out of his hand. He'll still get some of his because he's really good. But one thing you can say is Kobe never went zero for twenty seven in the playoffs. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What do you guys got? Nothing. Crickets. I just got. Uh... I send you guys music, and you guys never listen, <laughs> never respond. So I just force it on you once hey, we're sitting here I'm together. Not, I don't want to listen to the Teal album. So I don't either. <laughs> I listened to it today. It was mostly garbage. Was it garbage? It had a couple fun tracks, but I heard most, somebody describe. Like, what are you guys doing? Come on, get out of here. <laughs> I heard somebody describe Weezer's cover of No Scrubs as like literally the guy that TLC was describing. Is covering the song. <laughs> that's awesome. So actually, oddly enough, that's probably my favorite one on the album. But like, like they did uh, Black Sabbath's "Paranoid," and what was funny about it is like it started, and like they're not trying to make it their own at all. They're literally, literally trying to sound like Sabbath. Like he's got this delay on his voice. He's trying to sing like Ozzy. Like it's just like I don't know. I just well, that's what I, they did with uh, Africa. Right? Yeah, like and, they and some people, just like Toto. when you do covers, some people like that and, and like want it to be as true as possible. But like, if I'm listening to a cover, I want to hear a little bit of twist on it, not yeah. necessarily like changing the song, At least but do like what Pitbull l- did. You let me hear. To, yeah, that's what we're talking to be about. Just karaoke. Yeah, not karaoke. I want to. I want it to sound like Weezer playing right. Toto's right. Africa, or or what have you, as opposed to. Just well, I could have just listened to Toto, yeah, or Black Sabbath, which is sounds far like it sounds like a bad tribute band as opposed to like a a, a well established decent band doing a cover. So is that's this- there, there. You go. My my hot take about being sad that you guys don't listen to my music I send you turned into a a heat check about my hot take. See, I don't even know what they're called. My so, heat check turned into a Weezer <laughs> rant. Has <laughs> about, Weezer jumped the shark? Is this is this like were they ever band? like whoa? So you, we got to turn this into your, that SNL skit. Did you guys right? see that one? You pick like your next words carefully. So like the blue <laughs> I mean, they album wrote a song about unra- like listen, blue album, blue uh, album amazing. and the green album mm-hmm. has some good. Mm-hmm. Like my opinion is Hash Pipe is their best song and that's on the green album. That was 2002 ish and that's about it for me as far as Weezer goes but I'm not a huge I was never a die hard yeah <laughs> I'd hear Weezer I'd go okay they got a cool c- 
couple cool songs. Weezer was always a really good summer band. They would yes. they were good for one or two hits. Sweater, Hashpipe, Island in the Sun. Yep. Say it ain't so. Those are yeah, but all those Buddy I think Holly are from two albums. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, those Beverly are the blue Hills. and the green. I, I like the Hills Beverly Hills song. So yeah. that was yeah, the one right. I, I can't remember what the like album was, album but yeah, it was later on. But yeah, and yeah, for years now, they haven't done anything. That SNL skit's okay. funny, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, just watch Matt Damon and uh, Leslie Jones yeah. argue about Weezer. It's it's gold. <laughs> Very good. Me? My turn? You know, I'm actually I'm doing all right. No heat checks? I mean, you're still employed-ish. In a technical sense, yeah, technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, in a in a more real sense, <laughs> uh, in a money in the bank <laughs> sense, no, I'm not. And in a, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much sit in my office and read. Yeah, you know, get the kids off to school, pick <laughs> them up from school. And you join in our our text thread. Oh yeah, I'm way more active. Way more active. Way it's more, fun, man. It's cool. My my screen time has like gone way up. <laughs> you, get, you get that thing, the uh, report every Sunday. It's up fifty five percent every week. <laughs> How bad do you feel? This is just my own confession. When it comes on a Sunday morning, oh my gosh. when I'm inevitably in church, and yeah. it's like your screen time was up sixty percent this week. I'm like, dang, it was already at like six hours a day last week. I guess, <laughs> I guess I know what I'm going to confess during communion oh this time. <laughs> Oh yeah, but, but I'm on my phone way too much this week. It's got to be YouTube. I know, it's, all those, it's all those music videos that Car keeps <laughs> sending right. us. I know I'll be sitting in church and looking at the NFL app, and then naturally, <laughs> I, and so I can totally relate. You know, comes up right then and <laughs> watching phone. watching the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my stupid screen time app literally notifies me. What time's first service start? Eight thirty. It notifies me at like nine o'clock because it's right when we sit. Oh down. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibrates. I'm, I'm thinking it's Carter texting me in the middle of church. <laughs> I'm thinking it's you texting me about something. Some like miscue from the band or. or it is funny. We don't have a band anymore. Yeah, we like don't have a lyric or something like that. It is funny though because, like, I never know what service you guys are in, and we typically go to the That's later right. service. So yeah. I'm always like. I'll see something in the morning while I'm having breakfast or getting ready. Yeah. Send it, and I'll be like, oh, I probably. Like Darren's probably like leading worship right now, right. and his pockets vibrating. Like seven texts, are like, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's throwing him off. There's he's going, go. What happened? Was there a trade? He's there's been Sundays where I know he's leading. I'm like, yeah, I don't even care. This is good. And I'll just text it to him. <laughs> if oh, he doesn't man. know to turn his phone off, then that's his fault. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, roasting a lot of coffee, drinking a lot of coffee. Yeah, it's good stuff. <clears throat> drinking it right now. There we go. Very pleased. Roasted. This is some Burundi. It's delicious. Mine's all gone. That was a really good yeah. press. Yeah, it's good. Oops. Roasted earlier today. There you go. There's my heat check. Shazam. Shazam. Say my name. So they had a... So I think name. this is appropriately actually a TV spot as opposed to a second trailer. Yeah. So dropped this week. Is this uh, about, about Tony a, Braxton? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, dropped this week, Shazam, got to see a little oh, bit or more. That, or was that Destiny's Queen, Child? Queen Bay? Destiny's Child. I, I've been informed, actually, that I don't know how to pronounce... Beyonce? Uh, well, just really any popular Thanos. female name, like Rai Rai? Was it Rai Rai or Riri? Riri, because her name's Rihanna. 
Okay, I call her Rai Rai. And uh, <laughs> I Queen had no Bay idea. Is apparently Queen B. It's Queen B. And uh, so Beyonce. All those, okay. all those uh, worker bees can come at me now. Pink. Mm-hmm. It's just P uh, P. <laughs> <laughs> it's real simple. You just take the uh, first, take that. first that, consonant that fizz, and vowel uh, two? <laughs> and put it together like Rai Rai. Gotcha. Ping, bay P P. It's pink. <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, I don't know who else is out there these days. <laughs> Uh, Britney Spears, Brie Brie. No, she's not a thing anymore. Well, it'd be Brie Brie. Brie Brie. <laughs> <laughs> so Shazam. Wow. <laughs> Shazam, it was about a minute long trailer TV spot. Showed us a little bit more. Still didn't reveal a lot. What's the verdict here? What Do you like what you see? I like the uh, the, the E.T. reboot. The E.T., um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I've been waiting for that see to that happen. See that screenshot. Yeah. E.T.? Like, yeah, I, I love how DC they... can't come up with anything original and has to steal from the classics. <laughs> <laughs> and if, uh, for those who who don't know exactly what we're talking about, the scene where he's getting the lightning bolt as he jumps over, jumps off a building, mm-hmm. is uh, very reminiscent of a certain uh, extraterrestrial. I believe is the PC way to say it. Yeah, that's um, what they'd like to be called. Yeah, who is ETV full- extraterrestrial? Right, over. Yeah, Which he's phone, re- and I mean, it, uh, clearly this this superhero phones home, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the reboot. It's uh, ET equals superhero movie. Yeah, there's, there's, a there's like, can we put a cape on ET? And there's a, a you know, bunch of executives. Equals, equals well, we stayed up all night, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that scene's actually really cool. That it was a way cool scene. I think in that's the probably trailer. in like ET a, or Shazam. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> it's probably ET later scared me as a kid. <laughs> right. I know it did me too, dude. I, I couldn't watch the whole thing, man. I'd be like hiding under the covers when those when the government agents come. That's scary. And, and they're they, like coming oh. and get him, and he's all sick and like dying and getting all pale. I'm like, they, they oh, have this like is freaky. Tent city over the house and yep. through the house. That part always scared dude, me. Have you kid. seen that kid's audition tape? No. Where he no. landed the job on the spot. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, it's incredible. I'll show it to you guys here after the mics turn off. Mm. Or maybe it'll be a bonus app. Patreon no. content right there. We'll do it when the mics turn off. That's when we go to Facebook Live. We'll do it then. <laughs> That's right. Hit us up on uh, Facebook, IG Live. Yeah, after the podcast, catch us on Facebook Live. <laughs> after party. Oh, so it's just him. Yeah, so there's some movie coming out. <laughs> you guys ignored me at the beginning, and I will make you pay Again. all night. It's like when I walked in and just started playing the songs that you guys yeah. have ignored. It's like, I'll right. force it on you, which I did. So, resident Shazam expert, how do you feel about that TV program? So, I liked it. looks fun. So, what I like about this is it's still, and we've talked about it before, it's still giving me vibes of an Ant-Man scale. I don't think this thing's going to be like Aquaman, for instance, like this massive spectacle. I think it's going to be pretty well contained, a slight indie vibe to it. But obviously we saw some stuff that looked pretty dope. I mean, there was a there was a shot where Shazam and the villain, which I think is Dr. Savannah, yeah. Or Savannah, tomato, tomato. I don't know how you say it. But I, I've always like said that. Savannah, but I, you know, who knows? But um, there, there's this shot where they're flying, and there's this punch, and they're in a city. Looked very Man of Steel esque, and I saw a lot of hmm. people on Twitter, a lot of Twitter stuff mentioning about it. that. Uh, and so, 
I don't know if it's a true homage right. or just a coincidence, but um, it would be kind of neat if they have some sort of city fight or beginnings of, and then they intentionally put some sort of humorous, hey, let's take this away from the city, just because that was such a criticism of right. Man of Steel and all that. You know, That was one of my criticisms. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, the, the ending... But I mean, like I I get it, but it it's pretty intense. Uh-huh. Man of Steel, that's yeah. a pretty, <coughs> and it goes on. Excuse me, you coughed and then I got a bubble in my Tom throat. Started it, yeah. I guess yeah. Sorry, it was his fault. Thing in my throat. Well, so, but that's what Avengers did too. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to have something that's at stake, and it's usually sure. a big city, and right. then it graduates to a big world, mm-hmm. to a big. You know, galaxy. Mm-hmm. I would never live in a big city if comic book movies were real. <laughs> right? Like who? Ever? Why would anybody live there? Catch me in Missouri. But it would be. F- That's it would be a good Iowa. like like. Hopefully, they jump on that opportunity to humorously point that out. Yeah, because, like because I, I feel just like from I the spots we've seen that would be a good real estate opportunity. <laughs> uh, so you, it's glad you brought that back to the trailer. That's right. So I just think that uh, th- this feels like the type of movie that they could throw something like like it looks funny it does look funny but uh the other i saw a quote from the director i think i sent it to you guys that he's saying this has got humorous stuff but it's not a comedy hmm. but also he he wants it to have a vibe of 80s like he i think he cited the goonies, goonies yeah um back to the future and there was another one in there but i'm, I'm going to say is that tweet was quite the flex. If you're going to compare your movie to these iconic, long-lasting, like classic, so classic I don't know. Movies. It, so when I read it, I saw some people making that same point, and I thought afterwards, like, oh, that's not how I took it. I didn't see it like, hey, it's going to be this or it's going to be like this. More of I, to me, it felt more tonal. Like this is going to be the tone of an exciting movie with a serious thing happening. With obviously, you think of the Goonies or Back to the Future. There's a lot of humor throughout, so like that's how I took oh, it. Oh, I see. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, there's I saw a lot of humorous. people making that same point of like, yeah. really, you're com- like, well, that's like you said, that's a flex right there. So there's nothing more humorous than watching little kids cuss. <laughs> there's a lot of cussing in Goonies. There yeah. is. Goonies is awesome. it. I watched yeah, it like we discussed last time on the uh, recorded off of TV VHS for most of my life. Right. Till I became, you know, old enough to have a job, and I bought the DVD, and uh, realized, oh, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of language, primarily mm-hmm. from the mouth of Chunk, yeah. and most yeah. of it's pretty Chunk. funny. Pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, you laugh and you're like, I probably shouldn't be laughing at that because that kid actually said that word. Sure. And I would not be happy if he was my kid right. saying that word. Right. But he's not my kid, so it, it's kind of funny. funny. <laughs> I always wonder about movies like that where they have some kid and they're just cussing or there's some serious adult content or violence. Right. Or I always think to myself, like, these kid actors have parents somewhere. Like, so the Who parents, are counting them bills. Well, I was going to say, like, how are you where you're like, okay, I'm going to read the script while my kid has to say this. And then, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Right. You're going to be a movie star. Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna put that in a bank account for you. Keep it real safe. Yeah, real, real safe. safe. And then, <laughs> right. And then, no, we'll be there for when you turn when you turn eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Go to college, John, and it'll be there. We promise. Yep. You have so lots of money. I'll invest it. You'll actually have more money. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shazam looks cool. Like I said, there's not a ton to pull from. I didn't think it revealed a whole ton that we 
didn't already know which, or, or see, which is I'm, fine. I'm glad. Like, I don't get the, I, I kind of don't get the point of doing a third trailer that does almost the exact same things as every other trailer. I thought it did give a little bit more um, bad guy screen time, yep. which was good. You saw um, more powers too. Like you actually saw him like jumping off the building and yeah. taking off in flight rather than just attempting to fly. Yeah, yeah that's true. Things like that. Yeah, so. so maybe it's trying to actually show like this isn't just a guy learning how to be a superhero, but actually is a superhero movie. So maybe it does that. It had some dramatic shots, which are cool. Like again, the one where he's jumping off, getting struck by the lightning bolt as he transforms. Um, that's a cool shot. It's a, it's a dramatic... And that's one thing I think DC does better than Marvel is they get legit comic book scenes in their movies, even if it's only a handful. You know, like Aquaman with the the trench scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like you could... That's ripped from a page. You mean like artistically? Artistically, visually. I've, I've yeah. always thought that too. Like that's something I've loved about the DC movies um, is just the visuals. Yeah. The cinematography. Like Cal's I've always lip. said, like say what you want about Batman vs Superman as a film but you cannot tell me that's a bad looking movie as a gorgeous movie with awesome shots yeah awesome cinematography i love superman's lip that was justice league <laughs> and that was yeah put that right at the top right at the top right at the top <laughs> but yeah man like I, I totally agree that's and so i'm looking forward to that because like you said even these this little trailer you saw some shots that are again like we we had talked about aquaman like you just mentioned like mm-hmm. how there's some shots that are just like art yeah, oh, like beautiful. that that screenshot that I sent you with the lightning bolt, like looks like one of those shots. Oh yeah, so it's like wow, that is yeah, that's like a man really kind cool of looking. poster mm-hmm. right there. Um, when does when does the movie come out again? Comes out in April. So April, this is end our, of April. Nice. This is our final trailer at the end of January. Yeah, I think so. And 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 actually, it's got one trailer and a TV spot. I'm sure, Is that it'll, it? I'm That's sure it. it'll have more TV spots. Typically, it'll probably like have second. Yeah, it'll see, probably I already have more feel like I know. Things. I know enough about the movie. I don't want to know more. Right. I'm already intrigued. I don't I want to go know see this more, but I don't want them to like shelve it until April. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's kind of weird. But I don't want to know more. Yeah, I but, feel like this is too soon. But also, DC. We talked about this back when we were talking about no, Aquaman. March. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah, it's it's coming. Up. We, well, you'll well, get Captain that's Marvel I'm old with kids, man. It's like, like I, I'm not Captain Marvel in March, and then April's it comes Shazam. out in ten years, man. I'll fly by. You'll be here before you know it. <laughs> but we talked about when uh, during the uh, advertising and stuff for Aquaman, how they had put out a Comic Con trailer, and then they mm-hmm. put out a like a featurette thing, like a yeah, little five gonna, minute. You think they're gonna do that? With I'm those? not sure because we had talked about that. How that was an interesting take and. Curiously, to see if they would continue that. I liked it. Um, but it looks like, D, you know, it, DC, it seems like they're trying to take a different approach with their marketing, which... Worked for Aquaman. It worked for Aquaman, so... I don't, you know... And, and I know this little TV spot debuted during the NFC Championship games. Mm. So they took mm. that time to buy that that slot. They picked so, the right games, because those are actually entertaining. Yeah. Those are like, for a lot of people, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the Super Bowl is going to be a dud. Mm-hmm. Calling it now. You know yeah. what Shazam doesn't have? A shirtless Jason Momoa. That we know of. True. <laughs> Who's to say he's not going to cameo? It does have uh, a ripped Zachary Levi. Yeah, but with a shirt on. 
I mean, with a suit on. I mean, well, I, I want him I'm to have a shirt on. Is, I don't want... I, I like seeing Jason Momoa without a shirt. I'm saying that they had <laughs> a marketing Trump card to put those trailers out as much as they possibly yeah, could. I don't want to see uh, Chuck right. shirtless. Yeah, who wants right. to see Chuck? So what I if... Mean, I want it back on Netflix because I miss it terribly, and I would love to watch it again, but I don't want to see Chuck. So this kid, Billy Batson, he's wearing his hoodie and his street clothes he says shazam lightning bolt strikes him he suddenly shazam in costume sure. what happens when he's shazam and he removes his costume well i don't know when the he Hulk suddenly goes back to being bruce banner he's naked can shazam remove his costume i don't on? know that's that's what i'm saying because it kind of seems like is a, this movie gonna answer thing. these important questions so right. if shazam goes back to being billy he should probably be naked if you're gonna stick with a comic book where do the movie. clothes go like where does his hoodie go when he it's just in some magical realm dimension well, somewhere. Where does his skin go? Probably into the soul stone. Soul stone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory about that. So I do like, though, that they do. They, I mean, they're, it's a humorous movie talking about, you know, like, oh, what powers do you have? I don't know. I don't even know how to pee in this thing. Right. Like, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's yeah, there's a lot of opportunities here to make this fun. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. So the real question is, is Hero Ball going to be there? I think so. Live up. Yeah. I mean, we'll be Facebook Live yep. right afterwards. Right. <laughs> no, in the theater. In the theater. Yeah, commentary. We'll be in the back. Commentary. Screen darkness all the way Screen. down to my phone so that we're not caught. I'm, curi- <laughs> I'm curious if there's going to be um, any cameos. Because obviously we saw in the first trailer, there's a lot of... They, they made sure you knew this is... This is in this universe. You right. saw the Batarang. You saw the newspaper article from the Man of Steel stuff, mm. like events that happened clear back in that movie. So obviously, these characters, you know, exist in this world. So I'm curious if they'll bring in like a cameo of any sort, because I know in the comics that's a huge thing with Shazam. Is like Superman shows up all the time. Wonder Woman shows up. You know, in the trailer, the the friend, the little kid's wearing an Aquaman shirt. So it's kind of funny where they're like, these heroes are literally being marketed in this world. So there's like yeah, toys in and the stuff. Same world. And, mm-hmm. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if there's actually like, you know, my thought was like, okay, this kid, he's learning how to be a hero. He's got this huge fight that's suddenly in the city. Maybe he's drawing attention and Superman has to show up and say, hey, I've been there, done that. This isn't how you want to do it. Uh-huh. Huh. Just a thought. It's probably not likely, but... I don't think they would. I think that you would see a cameo, like uh, a fight scene on TV. Sure. Um, Maybe an interview played through TV, a newspaper article, those types of things. I think you'll see the references like that. Stock footage. Yeah. (laughs) I do know that the producer on Shazam is Henry Cavill's agent. She's okay. an agent slash producer. Does Shazam ever make it into the Justice League? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, right. that would make sense of why they're they're focusing then on some Batman and Superman stuff. We'll see though if they. Uh, I mean, they're really trending away from the the unit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the end of Aquaman. Uh, stop listening in three, two, one. You know, when they go <laughs> back to the uh, the Black Manta, um, they they localize it. Right. Um, And make it not about this bigger picture, but about this single superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that... 
It'll be interesting. I, I think that in a way, Aquaman signals. I like. I, I'm kind of looking at it as a soft reboot. Like, I don't think they're ditching this universe, but they're definitely, like you said, they're focusing just more on like story by story, and they might have tiny little tie-ins once in a while. I don't think every movie's going to have a tie-in, but maybe just like Aquaman mentioned Steppenwolf, but that was it, right. period. Mm-hmm. That was like the only indication that there was a larger, you know, that he had been in, involved in anything else with other people or mm-hmm. characters. And so... I think, like, you're right, Shazam could just be this story, and then, like, but you happen to see Superman on a TV screen or something, like... Or, well, that's, a, or, that's kind of a page from Marvel, though, a little bit, because you had, you know, in Marvel, like, Iron Man 3, they reference, you know, Tony Stark's PTSD from carrying a nuclear bomb into the into outer space or whatever, into the wormhole. Mm-hmm, and so right. you have these little tie-ins that just remind you, like... Hey, just so you know, there's there's yeah. bigger stuff going on. Yeah. But they still mainly focused on the characters, which is why a lot of those you know series worked, even though they're kind of cookie cutter formulaic. But you know, Ant Man and the Wasp focuses on Ant Man and the Wasp yeah. and this singular story, and then they tie it in at the end. Well, and it's I don't think it's a coincidence that Aquaman and Wonder Woman, the two biggest hits for DC, have been that way. They just focus on the person and the story. And, I mean, like in Wonder Woman, you have a tie-in with the photograph, but that's essentially it. And then Aquaman, you have the, the Steppenwolf reference, and that's that. And so I think that you're going to see a bit of a, like I said, it's kind of a soft reboot. I think they're going to focus a lot less on connected story. And also, I, I think that they might go ahead and kind of pull like an X-Men where it's all connected but there's also stuff that they um ignored in certain movies and kind of pretend like they didn't didn't happen and they changed certain things with the characters as it went it was a little bit messy hopefully dc um kind of nails that a little bit better but i do think that you're gonna see less um worry about like continuity from like early early stuff oh yeah like yeah, say for instance batman i think that there's potential that they could bring in in a couple years you know whenever this batman movie allegedly is coming out um it could, it, it could be a younger batman and they could just basically say that's that you know this is this this is batman but still have jason momoa as aquaman still you know and have like a loose like I said, it's just a soft reboot. They're going to ignore some stuff, but keep some stuff that's worked and just kind of say, that's what it is. Like audiences have gone for that with the X-Men movies Mm -hmm. for the most part. I know there's some people that have had a hard time and they've been a little messy, but that's what I anticipate though is just kind of, yeah, but uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to Shazam. Looks cool. Yeah. Word up. Academy Award and the no- nominations came out. Shocker of shockers. Roma. Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther got seven nominations. How many of those were for like visual effect stuff? Let me read them for you here. Seven noms, starting with the least going to the most. Best sound editing, production design, sound mixing, Costume design, original music score, and the big one, best picture. 
26. Should have been seven. Best sound editing, production design, sound mixing, costume design. Okay, there you go, six. Yep. <laughs> seven is the best Hero Ball Award. So the question is, what? What do you think about that? I mean, was Aquaman available for this stuff, Carter? So Aquaman... It came out... In 2016. Aquaman no. strategically... holy cow. Yeah. Aquaman strategically was placed in December so that they could get on this year's, or, you know, this right. current uh-huh. upcoming um, Academy Awards. I think probably with the hopes that they would get um, a look at um, visual effects. Right. right. So from what I heard is Aquaman didn't even get on the list of potential nominees because you get a, a, a bit you know a list and then they narrow that and then they narrow that and then they have the nominations and somehow Aquaman which to me was probably the best looking movie I've seen all year didn't even make it on the well come on it, it was no Roma that, yeah that's true <laughs> that's surprising because the movie's beautiful so it's to answer your question movie. about Aquaman yeah I don't know how it didn't get at least... Like, I'm not saying it needed to be nominated necessarily. If if it doesn't get a nomination, whatever. But to even be considered to be nominated to me is whack. But, yes, Aquaman made it in time. It didn't get a single nomination for anything. So, here are our Best Picture nominees, though. Yeah. So, you got Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. I don't even know what that is. Green Book... Roma, The Star is Born, and Vice. First of all, why do we have so many? And well, I, it, a couple years ago they went to 10. You know why they went to 10? To start including other movies. Because that was their they first didn't concession. nominate a dark, The Dark Knight. Right. And because it was a superhero movie. Right. And then it, they big it, backlash and like, okay, we'll fix it. We'll do 10 nominations. That was their first concession. Yeah. Right. So since then, movies like uh, Toy Story 3, Up... Uh, uh, another Pixar movie have been nominated for Best Picture. They haven't won, but they've been nominated for Best Picture and stuff like that because they've expanded the list now. I'm going to go back to Aquaman real quick. So here's the nominations for Best Visual Effects because I was surprised not to see him on the list. Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, a Star Wars movie. That's it? That's it. I think that Aquaman, out of the movies I did see, I think Infinity War looked great. Yeah. Especially Thanos, man. There was like times that, like yeah. you can see that dude's pores. When, and he was like, all CGI all when the time. Thor yeah. grabs him from the back of the head at the end after he cradles his head. You can see his like, him, like pulse that. literally on his temple. That and looks like, amazing. That's a fantastic It's great. Scene. I still think Aquaman had, as a whole... As a whole, like I think there was like certain detailed scenes in Infinity War, like the up close Thanos stuff that obviously they put a ton of time into that looked incredible. But there was also stuff where you're just like, "Yo, they're on a green screen." Like, and not that you didn't get that in Aquaman too. I can't, I can't be. Well, right, I'm that wondering guy, if maybe like, they're they're looking at Aquaman and, and thinking that it's it's honestly too um, it's too vibrant. It's too comic booky it's not realistic but 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 for that category that's what that's for 
I, in I, my I, opinion. I could agree with that. I don't know if maybe that's what they're looking at, but I could agree with it. You look yeah. at Solo I, and, and Avengers. Right. Both of those had tons of special effects, but they were set in a more quote-unquote adult context. Yeah, very where grounded. You were expected to believe this was a realistic visual effect if this were a real movie. Right. Okay. Where Aquaman, maybe they're honestly looking at like you had a octopus playing the drums uh, pass that, that of- belongs on, you know, Nickelodeon's Teen Choice Awards or whatever, you know. Mm. And not saying that's necessarily right, but I'm wondering if, if they're looking yeah, at that as maybe being... Maybe that's their thought. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the hard thing. Because like, for me, like I just said, like my opinion is, well, isn't that what this particular... That's what I would think. ...like award is for? But at the same time with that, you know, that makes sense to me too. I just... I don't know. It's hard to know. What are they looking at? It must be that. Right. I don't know. So Black Panther. So I hated... Maybe hated Strong. I wasn't a fan of it getting the best picture nod at first and I still probably don't really care but after I saw what they were up against I thought why not because these other movies don't do anything for me Black Klansman Bohemian Rhapsody Roma Green Book I couldn't tell you a single thing about these films because I'm not part of that crowd yeah, I mean, I, I've read some reviews but it's of some of like, the other movies. But. but yeah, but it's not like previous years where there was like old con- uh, uh, No Country for Old Men and these other movies, uh, King's Speech and whatnot that you had seen that you knew. Isn't like, the King's Speech one pretty, like, that? that's considered a really weak win? I don't, well, I don't know about that. I thought it was, I thought it was a great movie. I just saw it recently. It was really good. That movie just looked so incredibly boring. I never cared. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. As most Oscar winners are, right? Yeah. But so, it was good. So what do you think? Black Panther, best picture nom. Worthy or impish? <laughs> so my first reaction to that was that I didn't feel like Black Panther was uh, worthy of a uh, best picture nomination. I would agree. Um and one of the, so one of the things that I think about is, you know, how did this impact me? Uh, personally, you know, was this something where I was really like the where the story itself really you know impacted me in a certain way, or that I was really um, I don't know driven by that I, I felt like okay that that is a fantastic story that is well done, well told, uh, emotional impact, visual visually done really well, all of those different things, and. Um, and what I realized, though, as I was thinking about that, is that I just, I don't allow superhero movies to enter into that part of the conversation. When I actually think about Black Panther, and I think about the Oakland scenes, um, and I think about the, the way they told the story, the way they weave that together, the world building they did in one movie, um, it didn't, it was a, as a standalone Movie, it is the absolute best of all the superhero movies. Um, just as worthy, honestly, as like a Return of the King um, type of movie, which is a fantasy movie. Um, so, and I think part of it too is if I were to actually step back and think, how would I feel about this movie if I was an African American? You know, seeing all, seeing this African culture 
just built from from scratch and the way they included all these different things, seeing so many uh, black people on the screen. I remember Martin Freeman, the like lone white guy in the movie, um, talk about that when they asked him like, How, "What was it like?" He's like, "Well, this is." I felt the way that like a black person probably feels on most movies, you know, and, and that that really stuck it was like a fish me. out of water, out of place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and that you kind of realize a little bit how. Um, I mean, I'm just going to use the word, even though, you know, whatever, however you feel about it, like you feel kind of privileged, like, oh, yeah, that I don't even have to think about that. And that definitely had a huge impact on a huge you know, section of our culture. And combine that with it was a really well done story overall. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I again, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody or Black Klansman or The Green Book or, you know, any of those movies, but. Why, like, is is the story of Black Panther just because it's entirely fictional in a world that could never exist, not worthy of that? I mean, again, Return of the King was, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was worthy at the time, you know. So why not? Go for it, win it, yeah, win it, BP. Yeah, I had I had the similar. I think we all kind of had that similar reaction of it was not necessarily that we like agreed or disagreed or anything like that it was more of just a head scratcher in the sense of what we're used to seeing as a best picture nominee i mean i'm thinking of some of the movies you mentioned schindler's list things like that where i'm just like these and then as i got thinking about that i'm like well wait that's you know kind of like you just explained darren an impact it's impactful beyond just a movie that i watched like it 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 tells something much more than even me as a white you know male can understand and so i think that plays a lot into it of what this does for not just the zeitgeist of society and culture but like you said african americans and a representation that they haven't had and i know that was huge when the movie came out yeah and the amount of money it made and just and that's awesome that's great that's we need that and so I got thinking of like, well, you know, it's, or, or more, not really like, I guess that comparison of like, I'm used to seeing like, well, that's no Schindler's List, but I'm like, well, maybe it is. And maybe it is for some people. And so I think when you start to, just like you explained there and start to think of it on that level, exactly. It's like, well, why not? Yeah. yeah and if you want to take Schindler's List. Think of how impactful that movie is, particularly to Jews, exactly. even older Jews, or the children of the survivors yeah. of the Nazi regime, who got to watch that movie and probably couldn't even make it through that movie mm-hmm. after seeing it. You know, um, Black Panther could be a similar type of movie for African Americans where they see it and there is something in them that just resonates with it. Yeah, though they've never been, uh, they didn't themselves come from Africa they themselves haven't been slaves and whatnot there is still just a cultural kind of touchstone with them internally that resonates with it mm-hmm. and then yeah so all that that plays into it and of course I, I haven't seen any of the other movies so it's hard to say whether or not it should win next to these other movies I, I can't speak to that but I had the same thing where at first it just felt like like you know if I'm just yeah. Well, well, like, cause Black Panther, when I fir- when the trailers first dropped, I you didn't like I, it. Well, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I just it didn't 
there was nothing that stood out to me that because I thought, well, it just looks like another Marvel movie. Yeah. And so I put off seeing it just because, like, well, I'll see it when it, you know, and and obviously you hear everything, all the praise that's coming out. I was like, well, obviously I need to see this at some point. And then I saw it, and I'm like, this is my favorite Marvel movie, and it's possibly one of my favorite superhero movies. And so it's just funny how I had that perspective, and yet my first reaction was like, well, that's not an Oscar contender. Right. But then the more you think about it, the more it's like, it might not be what you're used to, you know, but maybe it is. And like Darren said, why not? I man, So I don't know. I kind of, I think I've thought both sides kind of, of it. Gone both ways. I've just kind of, yeah. I love the movie uh, personally. One thing I've always loved about the movie, even from the trailer, was just how colorful it was. So I was glad to see that they were up for the best costume design. I just think the movie from start to finish is just a... It's beautiful. All the colors that they show in the movie and how they represent the different tribes that are there in Wakanda and how they have their own distinct uh, dress that fits them and fits the place where they live. Um... I thought that was great. Even to the little details like Killmonger in the movie, he has um, he has all the scars on his bodies, which they retconned into being um, <coughs> like all the kills that he has in war, right? But um, I heard an, an interview with a guy on the radio that was saying, actually in Africa, uh, there are tribes that will scar their bodies like that um, to look like the alligators around their area because they worship some form of an alligator god. And so they're pulling this actual real-life African cultural thing and applying it to Killmonger like that. And I thought that was kind of a cool little homage, you know, that they're tying in all these things. I, I thought the movie was fantastic. It was one of my favorite superhero movies last year. So for me, honestly, the movie's really good, and the ending blows it for me not blows it for me but i just the final fight scene that they have yeah. there i do not care for that at all i think it's lame but the story throughout the movie the st- I see, enjoy. the story's fine and i don't mind yeah. like i don't mind that ending but like i, di- I didn't think it looked good i thought it had right, poor right. cgi and then it took me it out, takes of it you suddenly, out of it suddenly but it's poor that's kind of neither here nor there maybe but it just when he takes him up and lets him see the sunset because his dad had always told him that the sunsets in Wakanda are beautiful and you got to see it. That was touching. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment. Yeah. What's uh, so I'm looking up all these uh, all the best picture movies, and you have Black Klansman, which is based on a real story, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a biopic, 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 whatever you biopic, pronounce it. Biopic, biopic. Um, the Favorite, which is based off of Queen Anne. Um, I don't know how accurate, but it's she's based my, off of that. She's my favorite. <laughs> um, the Green Book, which is based off of uh, True Story. Roma, which is kind of like a like a autobiographical kind of movie, I think, for uh, Alfonso Cuaron or whoever the director is. So it's at least based loosely on his life. Um, a Star is Born, which is a uh, remake of a classic. And Vice, which is uh, obviously a political film about Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, yeah. Um, Black Panther is the only movie that is not, that is, for one, based completely on something, on something completely fictional. Um, Hmm. And also, and the, not based at all, everything is based on a real person or a extremely real 
scenario where somebody helps somebody else come to fame and there's alcoholism and all that. I mean, that's how many movies have we seen? How many real people have we seen that embody all those kinds of things? So the fact that Black Panther's in there, Black Panther's the, honestly the only unique film in that whole list, um, which I think also adds to how good it is, is that this is, I mean, it's based off of a comic book, sure, but it's a, it's a unique story, unique characters, right. done really well. That caught a lot of attention, got a lot of good praise, rightfully so. And I think you're right. Like, yeah, that last fight scene, watching it again a few weeks ago, like, I remember thinking, this guy got his butt handed to him, uh, you know, just like a few you know, weeks prior to this you know, fight. And he's been in a coma recovering from his wounds that whole time that he comes back and now he's all of a sudden able to pull off moves that you know this hardened battle veteran guy is like oh nice move man it it was a little that last fight scene wasn't as big as some of the other ones for me but it was <clears throat> uh was different in that usually you have like iron man facing a bigger iron man hulk facing a bigger hulk you know so it was it was more personal, which made oh, yeah. it more uh, re- like emotionally intense than one dude in a mech suit fighting another dude in a mech suit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I was actually really bummed that they killed him at the end. Yeah. Because I thought he was a really good villain, and not even with all the hype and comparison that people were making with him to like the Joker. I don't mean anything like that. No, I just mean no, no, no. in the movie, he was a really good character. And a really good antagonist. And I thought he would have been great if they would have kept him around for future films. Did we actually see him die, though? Well, I don't know. I mean... It's a comic book movie. They can do whatever. Yeah, they could have put him on cryo the way they did... So, uh, well, when when everything's reversed, who, who's to say, you know, people hey, can't come back? And all so, I wanna, you were talking about how it's completely fictional, you know? And... It's not grounded in anything, right? It's just yeah. kind of a made-up story, and it is. But I think they did a really good job, obviously touching on something that is actual politically, mm-hmm. currently, and and that is, you know, what is the responsibility of a nation that has the resources to do something, to do something about people's whatever it is, you know? So you're saying um, the Wakandans had a wall. And if we build a wall, we can have society like Wakanda. Is <laughs> yeah. that what I hear you saying? No, 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 no. Oh. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying if we had a dome, <laughs> what we need is a dome. <laughs> build the dome, send them home. All right? <laughs> so, well, can you be president? I could be, I mean, I could. You're make, old enough now, right? Like, Yeah, I'm old enough to be president. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I yeah. mean,. I mean, Tom Jones, 2020, let's go. Um, the Tom Jones. The Tom Jones. And I, I mean, thought they did a good job of telling that story within the movie of, of you know, that Wakanda has all these resources. They got this, the most, I don't know, they got this, like, uh, most precious material in the world that can do anything from, you can eat it to put in your clothes to drive with it, whatever. Drink it. Drink it. It's good for anything. And it's like the best of whatever you do with it. And you're hoarding it for yourself, and you guys are thriving, but the rest of the world is not. What is your responsibility to the rest of the world? So I, I thought it was a good story, yeah. and it asked mm-hmm. good questions, and it really made you uh, think. 
about those things. So yeah, it's a completely made up story, but it's a good story. I also think that um, just it being a, I mean, we we always talk about, um, not always, but we've talked about how there there are certain critics who just refuse to give any credit to a comic book movie, quote right. unquote. Ethan where Hawk, we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's writing for the uh, New York Times these days, I think. But, uh, and so it's just, it's a win for whether you're on the DC side or the Marvel side, period. Like, it is a, it's a win if you're into these kind of movies because it's giving credibility to a genre or whatever that has very, you know, even very recently just been scoffed at as, you know, oh, those are kids' movies. Or yeah, those are this or that, well. yeah. And so, if if it's showing that no, these can hold weight, these can tell a great story with bigger implications and bigger questions being asked, and a, a representation of for people in real life that resonate with this movie, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a comic book movie. Kind of like you were saying, Lord of the Rings, yeah, had all those ingredients in in some way or another and I think it was Return of the King that won Best Picture right Right. and so but that and that was a win for fantasy movie you know what I mean it was just like you slowly are starting to see this accept, acceptance of well it doesn't have mm-hmm. to just be the indie uh, drama about the drug addict or yeah or whatever that gets the recognition as a well that is a great movie but this over here isn't Simply because, so I think it's a win for you know how, comic book movies as a whole and fans of of the genre. I was excited when the like movie us. came out, and <laughs> you would see pictures online of huge groups of people dressing up in African garb for the film, and that's that's big time. When the movie's coming out and it has that big of an impact, then essentially you're doing no different than people dressing up in Star Wars uniforms. Mm. And what Harry Potter stuff or whatever, you're dressing up in typical African clothing to go to the movie. I mean, that shows you how much it really means to a certain demographic of sure. people. I enjoyed um, scrolling through those pictures. Yeah. Like, I really like was like this is really cool because you saw what it meant to African yeah. Americans. Well, it's funny you say that too because, like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we've already talked about it where. Our first reaction, my first reaction was like, well, that's, that's not an Oscar. It was a good movie. I really, really liked it. But that's not an Oscar. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I, when it was first announced, all the nominees, right. I was at work. And I, I am to my brother, who's a, you know, he's a fan of these movies like we are. You still on AOL? Yep. Yeah, Juno.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, I'm like, well, that's a great movie, but I don't know if it's an Oscar, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was the first person to straight up just say, you realize what this movie did for people? Like, real people? And that was the first, like... And so it's funny how your your perception of it changes immediately when you actually stop and think about it. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just kind of scoff it off like the people that I initially, like, complain about. Oh, mm-hmm. people just scoff off these movies. And yet, then I initial My first reaction was to scoff off... The scoff off, <laughs> yeah. Scoff, I made a rhyme, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, just I don't know, it's just funny how how quickly you're when you stop and just think before you just go off on mm-hmm. something, yeah. 
Well, and, and not only that, but when you look at the actual story, you have two like father-son dynamics, like this family drama that's playing out. You do like the father-son dynamics, D. I anytime you get like dads and kids, man, it it does something to me. That's yeah. why you're not huge on the DC stuff because they focus on the moms. Yeah, I mean, why did you say that? Why did you say that name? Like, (laughs) it's in our intro, bro. (laughs) Or I'm looking over, mother. Yeah, I mean, they lean into it. They lean into the moms. (laughs) Sorry, uh, yeah, no, the the they've got the family drama going on. They've got um, you know the brother sister dynamic Mm -hmm. that you have there, and then you have an entire people group that they've created that's representative of an entire continent of people. And a continent's worth of issues that they're mm-hmm. working on and sorting out. The you know intro scene when he goes in, and you know there's a one of the Wakandans is working undercover to liberate these women that are being trafficked, and I mean it highlights a ton of issues that are particularly pertinent to if I you know as a white guy can say this like to the African American community, things like you have the Oakland stuff, the riots that were going down in, in that time frame, all of those things, um, you know, what what should an oppressed people do? Um, I mean it it was a when you when you actually step back and talk about it, think about it, it's a fairly complex social commentary wrapped up in a superhero story, you know? So that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Rock on. Rock on. Now, will it win? I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen these other know. movies, but um, I, mean, I think we all like agree a, now it, that we've kind of dwelled on it, that that's a cool thing. I'd be shocked, nominated. honestly, if it won. I, I, I am if too. I don't think it's going to win. Black Panther, holy cow, I'd be shocked. Yep. I think it will win for one of these oh, yeah, it'll, six awards. Oh, it'll, yeah, it'll win something. I'd be sh- I don't know what these other movies are. Well, and even, isn't... Is the song? Didn't you no. say something? Yeah, it's a musical. I was gonna say I thought the uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar's because he did a whole album for it. Yeah, that was that's a big not album. Actually, Kendrick Lamar. Um, I found on the website it's actually it's a ghostwriter. No, ghost it's some guy's name. It's like a German composing type of name. Hmm. Yeah. But even the song, composing the, type of name. Well, it's like <laughs> the, the song you know, that like he a, did a for the movie. Hans Sebastian Bach. Like that's yeah. what I mean. It's a oh Hans Zimmer. Nope. Yeah, Hans <laughs> so, Zimmer. It's like that. It's it's. But but Kendrick Lamar, not Lamar did the that like that. something about the stars. Something he did song. the he like cure he was the curator of for the soundtrack. Okay. Or I whatever. thought that was nominated. Maybe and that's he a, did one of the oh songs. that's a Grammy, huh? This is a different award show. But they they do a yeah. best like original. Oh, that's right. Song. My heart will go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Near far, far Wherever you are. Bro, don't give me on Titanic. It's your favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie, man. I know it. Oscar winner? I love it. Titanic. Yeah, won, uh, it won. It tied for the most Oscars ever. I think with like Gone, Gone with the Wind or something. It won 11 Oscars. That's right. Because that was the year that uh, Goodwill Hunting, it was up against Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. And that is such a good movie. Something's and at the time, lose. I was I was Something's a kid. It was all like, well, I don't good know much about this, really good but too. it's such a good movie. Yeah. And so while we're on the Oscar subject, before we move on, yeah. um, I just want to say, and it's a heat check, throwing it in mid. Whew, this might be mid episode. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> we're pretty deep into this, but uh, Heat Check, one of the greatest movies of the last decade, if not 20 years. 200 years. 2,000 years. Social Network. Did not get nominated yeah, yeah, yeah. last year. I love Social Network. Last year did not get nominated for Best Picture, and I still am. Coco. It's a crime against humanity. Blade Runner 2049. So good. Didn't get nominated. It's a travesty. That's all I have to say Thanks about Obama. that. Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, All-Star Game. What do we talk about? What do we got time to talk about? Oh, we got lots of time to talk about, man. Donovan Mitchell has turned the corner. He's playing at an all-star level. It's probably too late, though. He probably won't make the all-star team. Even as a reserve, he'll probably get snubbed, which I'm okay with because he did just now turn on the, the gas. So I, I'd be okay with that snub. Yeah, but... Rudy he, Gobert, though, I would not be okay with if he doesn't make it. No, no. he's He is definitely the uh, the second, the best, if not the second, or second best uh, center in the West, if not the league, uh, with Jokic being... And the universe. It, well, yeah, I mean... Right. I mean, he could, he could be the Monsters. Um, so, so they announced the starters yeah. today. So we know that it's LeBron... For the West. It's LeBron, it's Harden, it's Curry, it's uh, Paul George, and it's Jokic. Nice. Paul George. Right? Made. Jokic starting, I think. He should be. I think that's what it was. I should not, have taken uh, some You have the show Durant. in front of you. Oh, and Dur- sorry, Durant, not Jokic. So that okay. those are the starting five. So, mm. and then we'll, we'll just talk West real fast because I was going to say to plug that in so we know who the starters are. Okay. Now, does Rudy... May or, or Donovan make that reserve team? Rudy makes the reserves. Donovan makes it if there's an injury. Yeah, I can. I can I agree do, with I that. that. Mm-hmm. So I was sending you some stuff today because a lot of the outlets are putting out their their picks. Because now that the starters are revealed, right. now it's like, okay, this is Bleacher Report. If we, you know, this is this is what we have. The Ringer put out theirs. Uh, the TNT guys put out theirs. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Chuck, you know. Yeah, Ernie, you know, Tom, the, the TNT guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, TNT guys. Right, not the not the league. <laughs> not, the, not the actual announcers, the TNT guys. Yeah, I get that now. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't clear when the text came through. I thought it was from, you know, uh, Adam Silver. But you are, a, you are a scanner, so. So anyway. <laughs> a lot of them. Jazz just traded for Otto Porter. Just kidding. Okay. A lot of them. <laughs> emergency <Yeah>. pod. <laughs> a lot of them have Rudy. In fact, Shaquille had Rudy. Yeah. Ernie had Rudy. Uh, Kenny had Donovan Mitchell. Whoop, whoop. The Bleacher Report. The Jet was always my favorite. Who, I don't even, the Bleacher Report's like a, just a aggregate. I don't know, it's a bunch of writers and whatever. The Huffington They've Post got Rudy. Uh, the Ringer has Rudy. I think there's a good chance Rudy makes it. As a reserve. Because well, it's, it's coaches voting now for the reserves. And and especially with coaches, when you play the Utah Jazz, you've got a game plan for two guys. Um and more than more than even than Donovan, you have to you have to game plan for Rudy. Yeah. Because Rudy, I think one coach put it, it's basically like starting like the Jazz start up six oh on their opponent when they have Rudy Gobert. Next week. The draft will happen. The reserve draft will happen live. Yeah. At eight o'clock mountain time. Thursday? 
Thursday. Oh, oh live, we'll be re- live pod. Live pod. Live pod. Well, we got to get the ish. Ish. Yeah, live ish. It'll be happening live for us, and then you'll hear it the next day. You'll hear it the next day, and we'll have to do something about commercial breaks. But yeah, we'll have to figure that out. I don't That's think gonna we're going to have a problem filling up commercial breaks. Mm. Team LeBron, <laughs> team Guyanis. Is that how you say this guy's Giannis. name? Giannis. Yeah. Giannis, man. I don't know. What does he do? He's a freak. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So I think though, like you're saying, Rudy, I think has, I think Rudy's got a good shot. I really do. Um, because like you said, or, or like we were saying last episode, just the stuff like Doc Rivers said, coaches think that way. Mm-hmm. They game plan for him that way. They know what he brings. And I think I said to you guys, GMs and coaches would be drooling to have Rudy on their team. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you said maybe, maybe next to Jokic is clearly the best. You know, and and I think it's even. I mean, I don't know all the advanced stats on. I know Jokic is, you know, the media and darling. Um, oh, for sure. And like I said, he makes uh, middle-aged white announcers very excited. Mm-hmm. Dude, they drool over his triple doubles. Well, it, and, and I get it, but and it's because they. It's like when you watch Joe Ingles, and you're like, oh, I I could do that because he looks like me. You know, there's nothing special about him. He's not yeah. yoked. Well, He's last night, thick, dude, somebody compared him to a bear. Well, that's kind yeah. of it. Yeah, he reminds me of, like Bear uh, Bryant. Yeah, right. Uh, from mm-hmm. the big, old Vancouver Grizzlies days. Big yeah. country, yeah, big, big country. country. That's yeah. what it was. So last night, Ru- since we're talking about him, Rudy Ryan Reeves. And, that's the yeah, name. Reeves. Rudy. Since we're talking about him, Rudy and Jokic went head to head. Jokic had twenty six points. 21 boards. 21 boards and close to... Eight assists. I mean, eight assists. Something like that. Rudy had for seven, though, for 15 points, like 12, 13, 12, 13, 13 rebounds. A few blocks. A couple blocks. Rudy was a plus something, something, some 20-something. Jokic was a negative 11. And I'm not saying... I mean, Jokic is... No, it's a game by game Clearly a baller. The dude. Yeah. And he's so unexpected. And he looks like a... Jokic gets weed, a drunk fish. A drunk. I mean, it's so unexpected. But the dude right. can hoop, man. He, he, he gets is. the. He I'm not gets taking the anything visual away. Stats. Gobert gets the gets the wins. I know Denver's Denver's been winning. You know, it, yeah. It's really but, an argument for traditional versus uh, modern stats because Jokic yep. gets all the traditional stats. So you look at it and they go, "Oh, he's phenomenal! Look at me, rebounds, points, assists. He gets his, at his, his like, true shooting though and win shares. I, I, it's pretty. But high when too. you look at Gobert's yeah, though, Gobert is one of the top five players in the league in like every one of those. In every one of those advanced yeah. metrics, but yeah. people don't see those except right. a very slim amount of coaches see in, those. Right, and yeah. that's why that's Gobert why he's is got never going to get a fan vote. Yeah, no. because he plays in Utah and he's not, you know. Jokic. Well, he's, he's not, not flashy. Fun, I mean, except for maybe his blocks and his defense. Obviously, he's been rewarded for his his defense on a huge scale, winning the best honor you can win. Year, probably get it again this year. Davis isn't a competition right now. You know like, who is competition right now is Paul George. Hmm. But uh, yeah, and Kawhi Leonard and, and Kawhi. So yeah, I'm glad to see Paul George on the starters list because he's he should having be. a fantastic he season be. in OKC, and he's really actually the primary player in OKC this year. You know who yep. I'm actually so I was really disappointed did not get a starting nod is uh, Gordon Hayward, Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know what I was su- surprised at is none of, at least from what I saw, none of these outlets that I had mentioned earlier had Tatum 
as a reserve either. And I don't think he should be. I mean, I don't either, but I just, well, I just am surprised by that. The, what it is, is I'm you're in the East and your team is severely underperforming. Yeah. And so the only player on that team who is playing at a star level is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and he's a starter. Yeah, and and he should be. But you look at Tatum's stats, nothing's he's don't take anything away from the guy. You want him on your team. Um if we could get him like yeah, absolutely take him. But uh if you his stats are nothing huge on a team that's underperforming in a weak conference. Mm-hmm. You look at Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and they're the only two guys that you have to game plan for. They're the clear two best guys on that team in a stacked West who have played the toughest schedule of any team in the league statistically. And they're, they clawed their way back into playoff contention based off the play mainly That's of true. these two guys. And so, like, when I saw what we were looking at, Kevin O'Connor's uh, listening, we had yeah. Drew Holiday mm-hmm. in there. I'm like, mm-hmm. you had Drew Holiday and AD. I yeah, and well, listen, I mean, yeah, Drew Holiday, great guy. Like, yeah, yeah put him on our yeah, team. I'd love defender. to have him. I got yeah, him on my fantasy sure. team. I love what he does. He's yeah. consistent. But when you're the 14th team in the West and you have a top three player on your team, you don't get two guys on the All-Star team. That, no. That should it, just be it, a, a, a it, standard... That everybody should know. It right? reminds me of Gordon it. Hayward, his a couple years, you know, like the last three years, obviously he made the all-star team his final year in Utah. But the two seasons before that, he could have been, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, but, but we didn't prior, have the wins. Right, we didn't have the wins. Right. So that's exactly, so it's like, why would you put Drew Holiday, like, that was and like you said, I think Donovan has a path. It's a very, very slim path though. And like you said, it's probably going to come through a commissioner pick because no, of injury. This year, maybe, but his, if his yeah. his path goes right through Kobe Bryant, because yeah. you have mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant signing him to to body oh, yeah. armor, yep. Which I thought was going to be like a dead in the water kind of thing, and then I read an article uh, about body armor, and it's like the number four sports drink. You know, obviously you're not unseating Gatorade or Powerade or those guys, but it's like no. the number three or four uh, probably. Yeah, drink. behind Gatorade, Powerade, and... And, like, Kobe invested, like, a million dollars, and the company itself is worth, like, a hundred, yeah. like, multi-hundred million dollars. It's owned by Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like, so it's a it's a big deal. Well, and they've got Andrew Luck, they've got James Harden, and now they've got Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Those are their... their, and, their wow. I mean, th- there's a few others. Yeah. Uh, I think they've... Is Serena Williams on there? Maybe I don't know. I think she is. She's she's Gatorade. Oh, she is she? Oh, okay. but I know she was okay. Gatorade forever. You know, and then he's got his own shoe with Adidas. Yep, that's going to be coming out, and that's going to hit. So you've got these big things going popularity wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously blowing up uh, on on the court, and just I mean, if he keeps up seventy five percent of this production through the rest of the season, he has an outside chance at an All NBA team. Right, you know, I mean, maybe he doesn't actually hit it because there's some stiff competition, but like I tes- texted you guys, when I watch um, Donovan Mitchell play, I, I was watching the Harden highlights in, at halftime of the game the other night when he went for 61, and I was after watching a half of Donovan Mitchell blow up on the Nuggets, and I was watching Donovan Mitchell do the same things that James Harden would do with the crossovers, getting past these guys, blanketing them. Uh, pulling up for threes, going into the lane, getting fouled, all those things. Donovan Mitchell it, was doing it like a poor man level. But to be a poor man Harden 
is still pretty dang good. And so, I mean, I see flashes of Harden, Wade, Damian Lillard, all those guys in in Donovan Mitchell, and he may never hit that, and that's totally fine. He doesn't, I mean, it'd be amazing if he did, and he could, but even if he's a poor man version of all three of those guys, that plus Gobert plus a solid roster, that's a Western Conference Finals, finals team. If Donovan doesn't make the Western All-Star uh, in some way, will he be on the U.S. versus European game? Will he be in that? The sophomore? I don't think it's a rookie versus sophomore anymore, isn't it? No, like, they do U.S. versus world. Yeah, U.S. versus world. But but it's typically reserved for the younger players, though. It's, it's first two-year right. players. First, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so would he be in that? I'm sure that he would be invited to. I don't know if he would. head-to-head with Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons doesn't make it, will he be in that? <laughs> you mean third-year Ben Simmons? No, his second year, man. He won rookie of the year last year. <laughs> He's a two-year player. I thought this was his rookie year. No. No, this is his second year. <laughs> no, oh. this is Joe L. Embiid's rookie if year. If you oh, look at his right. card, I'm sure it says his third was, year, so now I'm confused. Maybe 76ers had some rookie. Yeah. <laughs> so... This stat about Donovan is, you know, take it for what it is. There's all sorts of weird stats out there. He scored 24 or more points in 10 straight games, which is the longest streak streak by an NBA sophomore or rookie in the last 40 years. Allen Iverson did it nine straight games, LeBron for eight, and then MJ and KD did eight. Yeah, eight as well. He also just hit the... Uh, I think like most consecutive 30 point games since Carl Malone for the Jazz. For the Jazz. For the the Jazz. jazz. 35 plus. So it seems like almost every week he's breaking some internal record. Which he did in his rookie year. He broke all the rookie records. Yep, that's true. It's weird when you see numbers like that, you know, that you're thinking. On one hand, I feel like that doesn't sound too hard to score 24 points per game. 10 straight times. That It seems like, you know, guys like KD and Harden, they do that regularly. So you kind of go, well, that doesn't sound too hard, right? But he's only a sophomore. This is, I was going to say, these guys playing, are six years into their career. Right, exactly. He's been playing for a year and a half. So yeah. to do that consistently for 10 games, which is a two-week period, probably in this, the way they have it scheduled now, probably even closer to a three-week period, that's that's pretty amazing, actually. That's pretty good. It reminds me of, um, in a really small way, it reminds me of a stat I, I heard one time watching Tiger Woods play back when he was actually like good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something like he he had made 300 and something straight cuts. Oh, yeah. It was and it was one of those things where I heard him like... No one will ever beat it, whatever it was. I remember that. But I remember at the time when I heard that, I'm like, well, I'm mean, making a cut. That's not that hard, right? Like, these guys are professionals. Like... You should be make if you're a decent professional. You should be making the cut, right. you know. And then you realize that you know the guy who won the Masters the year before missed like five, six, seven cuts or whatever the next year, and you're like, oh dang, that that's that's a level of sustained greatness. And not not right. to say that exactly. Donovan is doing that, but when you play, when you average, you know, a bucket full of points, like you know, 25, 30 points a game, it's not that you're actually scoring twenty five a game. It's that you're scoring 27, 28, 19, 32, 24, yeah. you know. And for him to be hitting the way he's hitting, at the field goal percentage he's hitting, all those things, just it just points to a pretty amazing 10-game um, stretch. He's that, averaging 28 for January. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he won he's Western averaging, Conference Player of the Week like a yeah. couple weeks ago. We're right? seven days beating, away from beating the end. Harden because we won. Had a because he lost his games too. and we we won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're a week away from the end of January, and and he's still averaging twenty eight points for the month. So it's not like he's done. And we're winning. Week. Yeah, we're winning, and we're beating. So it's, good teams. It's Clippers. We're beating Denver. Nuggets. Yeah. So so, like we said, he had a slow start. He's kicking it up so now which i think start. because of the slow start he'll he'll get a lot less consideration for the all-star game yeah but there's recency bias and he's blowing up right now mm-hmm. that's true yeah, that, like that if, matters especially if somebody gets hurt the coaches are gonna go he's got the hot hand we're putting well in. if there's somebody hurt i think it's the commissioner that picks yeah nba uh, offices and so my thing him. there is the commissioner is just about just just as all about promoting oh, yeah. the brand and the the hot, like you said the hot hand and yep. and like you said you got the endorsements you got the, there's a good chance if he's looking if if Adam Silver's looking at a list and he's saying well I can grab Drew Holiday I can grab Donovan Mitchell I can grab CJ McCollum I'm thinking Donovan might be the pick especially because he's not doing the dunk contest. Yeah, so and, and, he's not going to have any all-star appearances at all if he doesn't make the team, which Silver could look at and go, mm, "I got to do something about that." So we are the second hottest team in the West over the last ten games, mm-hmm. uh, second only to Golden State, yeah. who's been destroying worlds. Hero balling, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, D. So, but want to wrap it up? So, yeah, uh, if you've got any thoughts on Black Panther as a best picture, uh, who should uh, make it in, uh, especially from the jazz. If uh, What are we even talking about at the beginning of the show? Shazam. Shazam. Our, our if you have any thoughts on Shazam. Um, <laughs> oh, man. There's some deleted content that uh, was... I mean, it, that, that was just for the people that listened to the whole show right Yeah, there. listen, if you want to pay us money... We will send no. you. That's we, gonna be our intro. <laughs> so you guys think I'm kidding? No, I don't want. I, like it has to be the intro because it's fantastic. Oh man. So anyway, uh, hit us up. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter uh, at the Hero Ball Pod and uh, let us know what you think. Until next time, keep chucking. <laughs>